0: It's time for a more in-depth look at today's news. It's time to find out who's pulling the strings. It's time for the Behind the Curtain Podcast with your host, author Jeff Reynolds. Hi, I'm author Jeff Reynolds, and this is episode 30 of the Behind the Curtain Podcast. Before we begin, I want to remind you to check out my new website, www.jeffreyreynolds.net. This is where you'll find all of my content from all the different platforms where my articles can be read. Also, I want to ask you a favor. When you go to jeffreyreynolds.net, please sign up for my newsletter. I won't spam you, and I'll send out a couple of emails a month tops. This allows me to keep you updated on all the cool new stuff I'm doing in 2020. And pro tip, I'm doing a lot more stuff in 2021 as well. I made it really easy, too. Just go to the website and click the link at the top that says subscribe to the newsletter. And if you like this podcast, please consider a paid sponsorship. You can help support this podcast with a small monthly donation. The more I can monetize the podcast, the more time I can spend on it, and the better the content will be. Your investment will be a win-win. Go to anchor.fm slash and click on the big old support button right at the top of the page. Today's episode is a quick update from salon owner Lindsey Graham, who has fought back against Kate Brown's arbitrary lockdown orders in response to the coronavirus. She had a hearing last week and another one this week with OSHA, who could not prove that she's an employer. As a salon owner, she leases stations to independent contractors, making her not an employer and not subject to the jurisdiction of OSHA. They've proceeded with a $14,000 fine against her anyway. Don't forget to subscribe to the Behind the Curtain podcast wherever you listen to it, and please leave a positive rating. The more subscribers and the better ratings, the higher Behind the Curtain will rank on podcast services like Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts, among many others. Stick around to the very end so you can hear the full version of I Am America, the theme song, by my buddy Brian Fudge. Hey, did you know I wrote a book? It's called Behind the Curtain, Inside the Network of Progressive Billionaires and Their Campaign to Undermine Democracy. It's an examination of the dark money on the left that continues to fuel the worst of the swamp creatures in Washington, D.C. There's a real appetite out there for folks to learn about who's pulling the strings on the left and what their ultimate goals are. I've done several speaking engagements, and in fact, I have another one tomorrow. I'm looking for more. If you know of any conservative clubs, Republican groups, Tea Party, or 9-12 clubs, or anyone else that would get something out of following the dark money on the left, please email me at jeff at jeffreyreynolds.net. Search for Behind the Curtain, Inside the Network of Progressive Billionaires and Their Campaign to Undermine Democracy in stores or online at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or Simon & Schuster. It's available in hardback, Kindle, or Nook. Check out com for more information. Uh right, so... So, Lindsey Graham, tell me let's go ahead and just launch right into it here. Um, what What exactly happened on uh, uh, Thursday at your hearing with OSHA? Hello you
1: get me okay? Yep. You said what exactly happened on Thursday with OSHA with organization? Yeah. Yep. So we actually had scheduled the uh, interview for last week, and my attorney said, Please present me with the evidence in the file that proves that Lindsey Graham was operating as an employer from the dates in question, which the dates in question are May fifth through May 9th. Um They could not. There was silence on the other end. They clearly had not been prepared to answer questions regarding providing actual evidence for the case. Um, they sort of, you know, pussyfooted around it a little bit before my attorney said it, it sounds like we're gonna be wasting our time today because you haven't, you haven't looked over the file, you haven't, you haven't, you don't remember the case. It was seven months ago, and you you can't even point out to me which page has the evidence that Lindsay's an employer. So let's reconvene this next week and let's why don't you guys why do guys look at the, the case file? That would be great and we'll we'll talk. So we rescheduled it for Thursday yesterday, and at that time. Everyone involved in OrganOSHA had the chance to review the files, provide evidence that I was acting as an employer. Um, you know, evidence would include something like a, a W-2 form that I pay someone because they're my employee. Um, evidence would be perhaps a time clock stamped by one of, the, one, of, one of any of the girls working that week claiming to be an employee, which they're not. As opposed
0: to say, evidence that uh, they're paying you lease payments for their stations,
1: yes. which there's indicates that
0: they're an indica- independent contractor.
1: Yes, there's plenty of evidence that I provided Oregon OSHA showing that not only are these girls independent contractors, here's their leases that have been signed, here's you know the, the, the way that they pay their lease, here's how they are allowed to conduct their business. I provided evidence that I was not an employer, and they cannot provide evidence that I was an employer, and yet the citation remains.
0: So the citation is, excuse me, that you have uh, um, created a a workplace that is uh, dangerous or hazardous, and therefore they have the authority to fine you or shut you down.
1: Correct, they're saying that they have the authority to issue me that citation and that it's going to stand and that I am responsible for paying it. Uh, because I created a hazardous environment for my employees, again, which there are none. Right. And um, believe it or not, they actually have 180 days to conduct an investigation before they cite someone. They have 180 days. They have almost six months to do so. They cited me within five days of their investigation. They didn't take their time and go through the evidence. They didn't take their time and interview the girls that were actually working that week, um, they rushed into issuing me a citation and they stand by that.
0: Well, what took them so long to have a hearing in the first place? I mean, this happened, the the original uh, defiance of the shutdown order was in May. You opened your salon saying, you know, we can socially distance, we can wear masks, we'll have one customer at a time, and there will be no risk to... Uh, the customers or the the uh, 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 stylists in the shop. So what's the big deal? <clears throat> and so this was May. You said May fifth to May 9th is when they cited you. It's now uh, uh, December. What yeah. what took so long to get it to a hearing stage?
1: Um, you know, I'm not sure. Other than they weren't doing anything in person in courts. Um, they didn't even have the ocean meeting in person. They had it. Uh, via a conference call, um, we were happy to let the time go by because, as as time is showing and as as science is showing, um, COVID nineteen isn't what the government or the media is portraying it to be. And so, to deem my to deem my workplace hazardous based on just COVID nineteen regulations uh, is now showing to be absolutely ridiculous. Um, and furthermore there has not been a single COVID-19 positive case tested back to my salon, not one, in uh, the eight months. So I mean, that says quite a bit too. So you're citing me $14,000 for having a hazardous workplace in which no one has gotten sick. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. pretty laughable.
0: It's, it's, it's potentially hazardous. It's not actually hazardous. I mean, this is Correct. just Orwellian doublespeak.
1: Yes, exactly. Yes. And that's why they say that they issued the citation so quickly is because it was so important to them to ensure the safety of my workplace uh, that they didn't feel the need to take six months before issuing the citation. They thought it was too risky. Uh, So they they needed to to cite me immediately.
0: Well, now that's interesting because you've been operating nonstop since May, correct?
1: Correct. We never shut down after we reopened.
0: And they never issued it, you any other citations for the other several weeks, you know, dozens of weeks that you've been been operating in almost seven months. Uh, so, I mean, it, 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 I mean, the arbitrariness is, it comes in layers here, right? right. But <laughs> it just doesn't, it, I mean, it doesn't even pass the smell test. If you can prove that you have had continual operations with no, with no positive tests never mind you know anybody actually getting sick you don't even have positive tests
2: right
1: exactly yeah it it makes no sense um the only reason i believe that they can't uh, come back in and uh try to enforce or issue any more citations is because we are in pending litigation with this uh, citation um but it's, it's fabulous to me it's it's fantastic for me to let the time go by and just let science prove that there is no hazardous workplace, that my salon never was hazardous, and that no one is uh, testing positive for COVID or even you know, showing signs of COVID in a facility that's been deemed hazardous for almost eight months.
0: And oh, by the way, it's not a workplace.
1: That's right. It's not an employer <laughs> workplace, yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's important yeah. to note that because there, OSHA is violating its own uh, reason to exist by artificially or, or arbitrarily calling you a workplace with employees when no such thing can, can be proven.
1: Correct, and they are—they're changing their own rules. They are—they're taking the liberty to enforce where they have no authority to enforce. Um, they're overstepping their jurisdiction, which is a huge legal matter, and you know, taking this to court. They gave me—they gave me one option yesterday as a courtesy, and that was to allow me to make the payment on a payment plan. Uh, very, very generous. Um, no, I'm not paying the citation. I'm gonna keep fighting it. It's costing me a ton of in attorney fees, but I don't, I don't care because realistically, uh, if they are going to abuse their authority uh, according to their own guidelines and rules, they, there's nothing stopping them from doing this in the future. And so for us to take this to court and have a judge slap them on the hand and say, You never had the authority to issue this citation to begin with, uh, let alone that's actually the incorrect citation. Uh, Perhaps someone will say we have a problem here with who's conducting these investigations, who's authorizing these when we don't have the jurisdiction and and that's embarrassing.
0: Right, you know, there's there's some there's such a can of worms here because it's it's also the unequal application of the law, right? There, plus they're they're overstepping their bounds with uh, issuing citations when they don't have jurisdiction. Uh, there are so many things wrong here. Uh, my my fear, though, on on your behalf, is you're going to go to a state court where the vast majority of the judiciary has been appointed and approved by Democratic governors and Democratic legislatures uh, who have shown their propensity for choosing jurists who are going to be activists, who are going to be, uh, you know, uh, people that will find creative ways to get around what the statute actually says. So uh, what what do you think your prospects are when you go to court? Uh, That's
1: always always a concern is being in the Oregon courts because so many of the previous lawsuits that have, you know, tried to been filed have been thrown out by Democratic appointed judges. And um, that's a very genuine concern that they're just trying to feed into the agenda and uh, answering to Kate Brown. But I believe that there is no question when it comes to the law, um, hopefully, if we get a judge that has conscience and has a moral obligation to uphold the law, um, the law is that there is no evidence that I was acting as an employer, and there also is um, the, the wrong statute has been cited on the citation, and it doesn't apply to me. And so those there's two humongous reasons to have this thrown out. And so if it does not get thrown out, uh, that's gonna cause a, a pretty big concern, I think, for all of Oregon citizens. And actually, honestly, it it might take it even to a higher court.
0: Okay, so uh, explain that to me. I'm not sure I'm familiar with that. Uh, They're citing the wrong statute?
1: Yes. Uh, So, boy, my attorney would be better at saying this, but uh, they're claiming that I was ordered to close down um, based on one organization's um, regulations. And so they cited me for violating that organization's regulations, but I didn't violate that organization's regulations. I violated a different uh, regulation. Uh, I believe there isn't even one created yet for the governor shutting you down. This is a brand new thing in American history. Um, But they cited that I violated this office uh, when I reopened and I didn't, there was no, there was no, there was no authority in that office saying that I needed to shut. And I so see. so I didn't break that citation. So they issued me a citation that doesn't even apply to me.
0: Right. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So um, I wrote an article. I don't know if you saw this. Uh, last week I wrote an article that um, there, was, uh, there was a, a health club, uh, a gym that sent out an email to its membership last week or, or the week before uh, that said that their trade group had been in talks constantly with the governor's office and with governor herself and saying that there is no evidence that, um, there there's any heightened risk for transmission of the virus at gyms and health clubs. Uh, and that if they maintain social distancing and, and hygiene, uh, and all of that stuff that it's not a risk to leave the gyms open. Um, and, and there they've been able to prove that. And The response that they got from the governor's office was basically, yes, we know that that's true. We know that that's not a high risk for transmission of the virus. And yet we're going to close down uh, salons and health clubs and other prominent uh, businesses anyway to make people feel uh, how serious this problem is. So it's basically going back to Barack Obama when they had the government shutdown in 2013 saying, make it hurt. Uh, that's when they shut down all the national parks and all that stuff. Uh, so uh, it, it, it's uh, that I think they know that this stuff isn't really a risk and they're doing it to make people take it seriously, which is a completely different can of worms.
1: Right. And I I have a theory about what the government is doing to us and I I need to do a whole video on it. But um, having been a woman, this is very off subject, story, but um, having been a woman who's been in in a physically abusive relationship, I can tell you the steps that um, abusive partners take to make sure that that person stays in the cycle with them. And one of the things that they do is uh, they emasculate you, or they tear you down uh, emotionally, physically, um, mentally. They make sure that you are aware that you are a less a lesser person, and therefore you are bound to this person, no matter how they treat you. And I believe and you that the feel guilty
0: for fighting back.
1: Yes, and you don't have the you don't have the you don't have the fight in you because you know that you couldn't go do something better. You can't can't be better because you are exactly who this person says you are. You're, you know, you're a piece of crap. You've been told you're a piece of crap for so long that you believe it. Um, And you're not mentally healthy to fight back. You don't have it in you. You don't even know what you're fighting at this point. That is exactly what the government is doing to us. They have created an America where you can go buy liquor and you can get drunk. You can go buy weed and you can get high. You can go get abortions and destroy your family. you can, you can go buy groceries, that's fine, whatever. So sure, let's eat, let's eat our little hearts out. Uh, but you cannot go get your hair done, which makes you feel good. You cannot get a massage, which is you know, great for your physical well being. You cannot go to the gym, which is a, a massive mental and physical um, obstacle for millions of people. Well, it, have- also,
0: it also builds up your immune system the more exercise you get.
1: Yes, they have created humans that are mentally unstable, that are unhappy, they're suicidal, they're miserable, that are depressed, they don't have a job, they can't work out, they have no mental, physical, or emotional well being at all. Mm. Thank you to the government. And so, who are we? We are abuse victims. We are, we're at rock bottom, and we're just doing what we're told because we don't, we don't have any ability to build ourselves up mentally and physically to fight this. They're creating, uh, they're creating that kind of person because that kind of person can be controlled.
0: Right. Uh, it, it, uh, yeah, I, I, they're they're creating cattle basically. Uh, you know, yes. I, I just picture this this giant herd of cattle. You know, there's five cowboys riding this herd, and and uh, the herd could uh, overwhelm them at any time. But they're just they're they're literally cowed into maintaining the herd and, and going in the same direction.
1: Yes, absolutely.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay. So uh, what's the status? I know uh, when we last talked, it's been a few months. So um, last time we talked, you had set up a, um, a 501c3 and a, a legal fund to help businesses fight back. What's the status of that at this time?
1: All right. So that, that nonprofit foundation is active. Um, it's slowed down quite a bit. I haven't been in the media uh, as, as much because there's nothing for me to really stand up to except for the mask mandates, which I am standing up to. Uh, But we've just been open, so it's been pretty quiet. Uh, However, the nonprofit is there. It's helping fund my battle with my Oregon OSHA citation, which is, I mean, if I end up having to pay the citation, I will have to pay the citation and what's gonna be probably about $20,000 in attorney fees to fight it. Um, And that does not include my attorney for my lawsuit against the governor, Kate Brown, Oregon OSHA, um, CPS, and uh, Oregon Health Authority. So we are still filing a lawsuit there. Um, I don't have an update. I know that we had to, uh, we cannot go straight to the Supreme court. We actually have to go through the Oregon courts first. And so we are having to rewrite and amend some of that, uh, some of that lawsuit. And so that's very slow moving, Um, but the nonprofit is funding both of those fights. And both of those fights I hope are not just for me. Um, I hope they are, you know, lawsuits that set precedents that should should the government decide that they can continue locking us down and people stand up, they cannot come after you the way that they came after me.
0: Well, and, and this OSHA fight is very important, this, this uh, $14,000, because that's only one week's worth of uh, fines. They could, if, if they prevail here, they could come after you for fines for the entire time from May through today, and, and that would be uh, exponentially higher and would probably bankrupt.
1: Oh yes, absolutely, and th- that also means that they can just create jurisdiction wherever they want. And if doesn't if it doesn't get thrown out, then they now know they can go to any any job site where there's independent contractors and decide that they have jurisdiction based on the the silly, pathetic reasons that they've decided make me an employer, um, which I don't even know what they are because they they won't tell us. They don't have the proof. So um, it, it's scary to think that when these lockdowns continue, and clearly they're going to in in democratic states, uh, Organosha will decide where they have jurisdiction and they will issue citations where they feel.
0: Right, without any sort of legislative oversight, without any sort of uh, accountability to the voters, this is nothing more than a a Soviet style uh, creation of agencies that will come after you for political reasons.
1: Yep, exactly. And, you know, they know that they're draining, they know that they're draining me. I'm, I'm, I'm just a mom with a salon. um, And luckily I have supporters who donated to my GoFundMe. Otherwise this, this citation would have been paid months ago and I would have walked away. But they are, they're keeping me fighting because they know it's draining my resources. And the longer I have to drag this out, the more money it's costing me. And I think that they believe at some point I'm, I'm going to give up. Uh, it's going to be too much. They, they, they basically, I think, expected me yesterday to say I'm just going to pay the citation and be done with this. But I'm not. I'm not done. This, it's draining. Yes, it's not draining enough for me to say that for the rest of our American lives and our children's American lives, they can do what they did to me and they can do it to anyone else, and no one's going to stand up. And so I just have to keep fighting it, whether whether I want to or not
0: well yeah and I think that 's exactly what they do with uh, you know it 's the classic David versus Goliath thing right where they they think that you know with the full power of the government they can they can just outlast you and outspend you and uh, grind you into dust and uh, it, when you fight back uh, that causes them you know consternation and and uh, uh, sort of disillusionment and, and uh, confusion. So uh, it, it's very important that these fights continue because uh, they need to know that, well, at, at one time we used to be a government of we the people and uh, a cons- the consent of the governed. Uh, now they are trying to crush consent whatsoever. Right,
1: yeah. They, they've just taken on a, a third head of their own Um, and used it to create division and tyranny and authoritarian behavior, um, draconian behavior, and we the people are down here. We're still here, um, but they have decided that they are above us and and that they are their own version of we the people
0: right so they, they create all these bureaucracies and these agencies to sidestep mm-hmm. accountability from the legislature or from the uh, directly from the voters and they can do whatever they want because they're despots they they want to you know uh, throw their weight around because if they have power uh, and they don't exercise it then what kind of power do they really have
1: right and that's why we all need to stand up and just open I know that there's there's I don't I don't blame anyone for not being able to because some people, I mean their actual livelihood is on the line if they were to get a citation like this. Right. And we're past the point where Americans can just contribute to GoFundMe's because everyone's been unemployed for six months. Um, right. but if we all do it, there is no control. They have no control. They cannot shut down every single business in America. And what's really sad is that not a single CEO of a larger company has the moral compass to stand up and say, you know, the CEO of Walmart, he doesn't have the moral compass to stand up and say, you know what, I'm closing down all the Walmarts until you open up the small businesses. Where Where is someone's conscience and, and moral obligation to say, okay, I'm going to stand up for the little people because they're trying to stand up for themselves, but they can't. All these bigger it, companies are just eating it up, and they're just enjoying. Of this.
0: course, they're they're getting they're, they're uh, getting the spoils of, of getting the exemptions. The the big companies like Home Depot and Target and Walmart and, and and Amazon and all the rest, they're they're taking advantage of all of these other businesses being closed down and making money hand over fist. I saw, uh, it, um, the the uh, tech CEOs' uh, uh net worth combined for the top 20 tech companies increased by $434 billion in uh, aggregate uh, in the first couple of months of the shutdowns in the springtime.
1: Wow. Uh, Same thing with Amazon. I think they had their highest highest record sales in one day ever, and it was Mm -hmm. about a week after the lockdown or the day after, something like that.
0: Yeah, Jeff Bezos uh, had his net worth, you know, he was worth $137 billion already. His net worth more than doubled uh, in the springtime.
1: Wow, yeah. If we could just get one person like Jeff Bezos with a, a conscience and say, you know what, I'm shutting down operations until you honor the rest of American citizens. I don't know why we can't find a patriot like that somewhere in the higher ups. Yeah. Um, but that would be, be a game changer.
0: What we really need is um, our our donors on the right to coordinate their donations like they do on the left and create a legal defense fund that's actually going to be effective and take these things on 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 a national scale.
1: Right. We have a big fight, very big fight ahead of us.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, we are literally fighting for the soul of America. And and, uh, you are uh, one of the tips of one of the spears. So, Lindsey Graham, I just want to say thank you for doing what you're doing. Uh, You are making massive personal sacrifices to uh, fight on behalf of everybody. So, thank you for doing that.
1: Thank you. I appreciate you saying that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, give everybody your uh, your GoFundMe website, your uh, Facebook, your your all your contact information, so people can donate.
1: All right. Well, cool. So, um, I actually uh, decided to take you know this alter ego of mine that that fights the government to another level, and I had a, a liberal try to to shame me and called me a patriot Barbie. I don't know if you've heard that yet uh, she made a she made a meme out of my face and called me patriot barbie well i decided to trademark it and run with it so hey let's um, sell some
0: action figures
1: yes, awesome. <laughs> um, so i you know i've got my normal mom and kid life and wife life um and then i've got patriot barbie so um you can follow me on instagram at patriotbarbie. I also have the website now, patriotbarbie.com, awesome. and that links up to my nonprofit, Glamour Institute for Freedom, and I'm also selling Patriot Barbie apparel <laughs> there, and all of that money um, is going into the the nonprofit um, foundation as well to help me fight this fight. And um, I think the GoFundMe is still floating around out there. If you, if you just go to GoFundMe and type in Lindsey Graham, it should come up. Right. Uh, but you can also just donate directly to the foundation if you'd like.
0: Perfect. Okay. So patriotbarbie.com is where you go to uh, connect to the foundation directly.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: Outstanding. All right. Uh, Lindsey Graham, thanks so much once more for your time. I uh, always enjoy talking to you and I I find you inspiring. So uh, thanks for taking the time today and uh, we'll get the word out as much as we can for you.
1: All right. Thank you, Jeff. I appreciate having me on.
0: All right. We'll talk to you soon.
1: Okay. Bye-bye.
2: the ocean with nothing else but his dream for a better life his folks over there shook their heads at such a crazy notion still here He wouldn't pay Like so many others He fought for the cause With great devotion and just like his daddy He led the way Yeah, yeah, yeah His stories have faded with his years But his eyes say it loud and clear